Welcome to The Pestle, reviewing and breaking down movies to look for insights into the movie-making process. Hosted by Kissing. How weird is it that we just mash our faces together instead of using our words? Let's dim the lights and get frisky. Welcome to The Pestle. Today's show is brought to you by Paperboy. Get Paperboy's new album, Paperboy, featuring his hit song, Paperboy, at Tower Records and Sam Goody. <laughs> you know how many artists do that though like they'll yeah it's like bad company they have a bad yeah. companies on a record called bad company <laughs> with the best song, song bad called company. bad company <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, i'm todd by the way i'm wes yeah and this is a show where we like to uh as filmmakers look and analyze and break apart a film in a variety of ways like whether it's cinematography or writing story theme there's so many things that any good movie or artistic piece that could be painting i'm sure but that's not our language that is trying to communicate at any one given time and i remember the first thing i got going with was writing i was just really passionate about writing and would read forums and there was this forum uh, at the time in like the early 2000s that was run by these really great screenwriters who did like Aladdin and the very first Pirates of the Caribbean and a ton of other movies and they would get on there and they'd talk to you answer your questions or whatever but one of the things that they always recommended was watch a movie at least once a week go to the theater um, and watch as many movies as you can and so I've tried, you know, and I wildly felt this, but I try to watch one movie a day if I can. And Impressive. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I fail all the time. And last year it was nil. Like I was so focused on work and trying to get projects off the ground that I really failed big time. And lately things have settled enough to where I'm more easily, you know, catching one. I'd say I'm averaging right now four to five movies a week. Things I haven't seen, just trying to get new new films. And so I was curious, like, how often do you just kind of hit play on something that you've never seen before? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I guess I do, I do it all the time on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, especially when I travel and I have to download stuff to my phone to watch it on the plane. Ah. I just like, uh, that looks good, download, and then, you know, and watch it on the plane. I do, I do that all the time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just the best feeling to me is not knowing anything about a movie and hitting play and just, I think movies in particular cast a spell. And mm-hmm. the more you can let the movie work its magic through, you know, hitting pause as few times as possible, I still do that. If I'm at home, that's just going to happen because uh, I'm going to use the bathroom and I don't want to be thinking about using the bathroom when I'm trying to watch a movie or I'm hungry, mm-hmm. whatever. But the less I can do that, I really try to mute everything and turn everything away so that I can really just sit and focus and let it cast its spell on me. Like I watched this movie five to seven a few days ago and I was like, I feel like being, I don't know, emotionally devastated. I wonder if this movie can do it. It just had Anton Yelkin uh, mm. on the cover and I was like, mm. yep. I'll let that guy, uh, yeah. you know, and rain over me. Yeah. And he just punched me in the face, man. It cool. was wonderful. And I just don't find too many of those moments. So how, what's the fine line though? There's a fine line though between just like letting a movie be itself and then, you know, suspension of disbelief on purpose. Right. So there's, there's the, 
well, that kind of is annoying, but I'm going to let it go because everything else around it is pretty awesome. And then there's the T-Rex comes in, you know, sure. left, you know, <laughs> screen left, like, you know, you, where you just let it go because the entire movie is badass. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I think for the most part, I let movies dictate their own terms. Like mm. you have your own story logic. I mean, any time travel movie is going to introduce its own story logic. Yeah. And I try to take every movie on that front of what makes sense within this world according to the rules they're laying out for themselves. Yeah, sure. But more often than not, if the story's pulling me in, like it took me I don't know how many viewings before I noticed all these weird things popping up in Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, as I was just so enraptured with the the tension and the, the suspense that it wasn't until years later I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a that's a fair question. I think for me, it's always distract me with your good story. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, honestly, a lot of it has to do with the cinematography for me. Mm-hmm. Like if if the cinematography looks looks well thought out and planned and I can feel it, mm-hmm. then I think you can get away with a lot more. Right. Yeah. Because you're feeling what they're putting on, on screen. And as long as you're as long as you're feeling that and you're able to identify that that emotion that it, it's trying to pull out of you, the the better it does that, the the more you can let it get away with, right? Totally. Right? That's yeah. a really good point. I mean, obviously there's the writing. Yeah, all that is it? But I think like even a a well written script, if it's not shot well, doesn't really it's not gonna punch you as yeah. well. Whereas if if a poorly a poorer not poorly, but a poorer written script shot well will come across a lot better, right? Yeah, because that's the interesting thing, because it is a team sport, like, you know, uh, defense sure wins championships, but sometimes you gotta score points. You gotta score points. <laughs> yeah. And so that's sometimes a, a really great offense can overcome a bad defense. <laughs> and so sometimes great acting and great cinematography and can overcome some mediocre writing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing today? I think we're going to do Avengers Endgame. So listen, if you have not watched it, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about all the details and all the things. And if you ha- and we're going to ruin the entire movie for you. Yeah, and probably the entire series. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't watched any of the 12... Marvel uh, uh, Universe uh, films, then pause this and we'll see you in three weeks when you have a chance to... That's right. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about all the things about uh, Avengers Avengers Endgame, so we don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Even the way we think of the movie could ruin it for you. If we like it or if we don't like it, we'd say that that might affect, you know, how you go into the movie, which is a huge factor of whether or not you like it. So, spoiler. Awesome. You've been warned. <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of things, story, themes, genre mixing, um, and probably a lot of other things. So yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting. Maybe even some, you know, like writing, because the writing is yeah. really interesting in this too. Yeah. And like how they tie back into all these other films. I have so much to say. Good. I, I bet you do. I bet <laughs> you do. Quick synopsis of the film. After the devastating events of the Infinity War, the universe is in ruins with the help of Remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, cinematography by Trent Opalock, featuring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and everyone else. Thank you for that. You're welcome. God, seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. 
became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. Sorry, there was no clips that were even remotely useful. Um, it's okay. That's it, fine because the music is fucking amazing. Epic. It's so epic good. music. It's so good. <laughs> wow. Whoa. And now listening to that to that trailer because I don't, I can't even see it because you're playing on yeah. your computer. But listening to it, I hear Easter eggs. Yeah. About the film. Yeah. Like in the film. Like what? Well, it, everybody list listening like like. It, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah. Those people, it costs a lot Ooh, to those people. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. Scarlet, uh, uh, what's it? Black Widow. Black Widow, uh, Iron Man, Cap even. Like yeah. e- everybody lost something. That's you know? a really good point. Anyway. So, yeah, what was your... As okay, walking out y- yeah, now, yeah. like... Sure, 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 sure. Break it so, down. So... <laughs> um, and let me preface this with, I have no idea what you think. We mm. saw this movie together. I know. I purposely yep. didn't say a fucking word. So um, this is just my straight up thoughts. It was unbelievable. It was epic. Now, were there things that I still don't understand and I, and I just kind of like let go in the storyline or in the, 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 the whole time thing? Sure. But if I can, if I can get past the how do you the the whole cap thing at the end that's the thing for me the whole cap thing at the end is the thing that i don't fully get other than that i totally get it i i you know we're living by like dragon ball z timeline <laughs> stuff right where you know you can't change the future by going back in the past the future is its own timeline it is what it is which i totally believe yeah. is is the case um so you go back in time and you change something that doesn't change the future you came from it just creates a whole new timeline that you are now on yeah. right um anyway we can get to the the ending thing that i don't understand in a minute but let's let's keep a few things in mind one there are 12 movies or <laughs> Is it 12? It's 12 movies. Okay. Over the last 10 years or so, right? That they are weaving together in 
basically one movie, right? Yeah. So you have everybody and it is a three hour movie. So it's long, but it didn't feel long to me. It felt like every scene had something in it and every scene had, had was important for some character. Right. And I, we love all these characters. And so every time there's somebody on, there's a particular character on screen that they're featuring, I'm in it because I love that character. And, um, I felt like there, there were a few choice things that I probably thought could have been a little bit better, but for the most part, like, okay, look, when you're making sequels like this, when you're making like a 10th or 11th sequel, <laughs> you're not making it. Okay. You are making it for the art, but you're making it for the fans. Yeah. Something like this is like for someone who's seen iron, the first iron man who's seen uh, Thor Ragnarok, who's seen captain America, who's seen civil war, like for all of those people, this movie is for you, right? Yes. They're trying to make something badass and amazing and timeless and, and art artistic, which they did. But I feel like as a fan, I got what I paid, what you paid your $11 for me for, um, there were, I was, man, there were times I was crying. There were times I was laughing my ass off. There were times when, when I was scared, there were times where I was stressed out. There's times where I was just, I was like elated. Uh, I mean, even just thinking about some of those moments, the, I love you 3000, Oh, yeah. You know, um, when, uh, Tony, spoiler, when Tony dies at the end and Pepper's right there and he doesn't even say a word, they don't give him any lines. They just let him go. When, when Thanos dies, they don't give him any lines that let him go. It's like they they made a three hour movie, but they had to. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything Mm -hmm. to cut out. I didn't feel like, I felt like there was, everything was just seamlessly put together in a, just fan like a perfect way. I know you had reservations on some things, but the one thing in particular I know you don't like, I loved. Yeah. Yes. Thor being heavy. I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I thought it was brilliant. And one of the reasons I thought it was brilliant was because it never went away. Yeah. At first I was like, Oh God. Okay. As soon as he gets the, the, the ax, what, what it's called, I forget. But as soon as he gets the ax, he's going to miraculously be fit and beautiful again or whatever. He didn't even shave. <laughs> he had the beard the entire time and I just owned it, man. And that is a, that's a gutsy call. Like they didn't need to do that. Super gutsy, super gutsy. And they didn't need So, so if you, if you're going to see Endgame cause you want to see a, a, a beautiful Chris Hemsworth, you don't get that because it's not about that anymore. At, at first it was, it was Thor, the, you know, the God of thunder, you know, like this beautiful, like fit guy. And he has been this whole time. And he, even, even in, in, uh, infinity war, when he was with the, um, guardians of the galaxy, he and Quill, Quill was super intimidated, right? He's this beautiful, big man. Angel pirate baby. Right. And now, even though there's still that intimidation at the end when he's back with them on the ship, like... That was the only moment that I laughed with his... With his thing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's it's great. It's like back to normal, right? Um, but, But I just... I. I loved it. He was depressed. And so, yeah, sure. He's drinking and, and, you know, laying on his ass and stuff like that. I could totally see him being baby 
like a baby, you know, he's like a, like a, you know, this God who always has everything handed to him and it's easy for him and stuff. And now it's not easy for him to deal with his own demons of failing. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't know what to do. So he just whines and like sulks and plays, you know, uh, uh, video games and like picks on teenagers. And I took his, yeah. the, I took his whole, uh, storyline as kind of a meta joke from the uh the writing staff i guess because apparently they made thor ragnarok the way it was which was way out of tune with the other thor experiences between avengers and his thor one and two uh was because he was getting tired of the character and he wanted to do something really really different and so Mm. they're like oh let's make it a comedy and uh i think they were trying to accommodate him there and but what i loved about infinity war was they didn't drag that style of humor over into uh infinity war whereas they drug it into this one and it i yeah i hate it you're right there's some funny parts in infinity war oh there's lots of funny parts but it wasn't this weird kind of winking at the camera style of humor where he's dressed up as the dude uh as the big lebowski like there's all these i don't know kind of hit you over the head top type of humor that I laughed initially when I saw he got a little bit bulky, um, and then they cut to the wide shot of him and his gut bomb, and I was like, oh, man, are we doing this? Yeah. And I was like you. But you only see it once. You only see that once. You only see that once, but like you, I thought, okay, they're going to eventually like clean him up, and they didn't. And they just drug out. Yeah, he was so mopey. It just drove me crazy, the whole movie. But he was only mopey until... Until he talked to his mom, right? And Mm -hmm. and he stuck his hand out and, and got the hammer back. Right. Got, I forget the names of his, yeah, whatever. And then, and he realizes that he's still worthy. He, th- he didn't think he was worthy anymore. He didn't have any, anything. Right. And, yeah. and so at that moment, his mother tells him that he's, he's the best of every, everyone. Yeah. And he gets his hammer back and he realizes that. And then all of a sudden he doesn't mope anymore. He's like, no, that's fights. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. I think I'm okay with that idea. Yeah. I'm really not okay with the execution, like the whole no. bathrobe. And I don't know. I don't need him to be uber sexy Thor, but huh. uh, yeah, there was that, that level of comedy just pulled me way the hell out of the experience. Uh, and it was at okay. that, it was at that exact point when I started really judging the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was early on. Yeah. It was pretty early on. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, my yeah, yeah, yeah. take 10. Holy easy, cow. Easy 10, man. Easy 10. I, Un- unless you can convince me at the end about the time travel thing that it is a that is a terrible idea, in which case you probably might be able to. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit out of character for Cap to, you know, say okay, peace out, yeah, and never go back, yeah, you know. And then how does that affect anyway? Well, yeah, no, I agree. And the yeah, some of the the character write offs were better than the others, like. I, I think we understand it as human beings that there's actors involved and they went out of their contracts and they want to move on with their life. They don't want to dress as superhero, you know, characters for the rest of their careers. Um, Chris Evans is ready to move on to directing and doing his thing. And same thing, obviously Chris Hemsworth checked out um, and Robert Downey uh, had to go. He checked to, out like three movies ago. Yeah. He was like, after Iron Man through, um, it's just Avengers guys. I don't want to keep doing yeah. this. Um, but he's so good. He's, but he is Iron Man. Yeah. And so some of the, the, the arcs and finishes were better than the others. 
obviously none are better than Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Stark's arc is incredible. I was really happy that Cap got to be with Peggy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was such a you know big thing for him. Not as happy. I'm really confused about where Thor is going from here. Um, mm-hmm. If he's going to be part of the Guardians, which... He's going to be part of the Guardians, and they're going to go look for Gamora. God, I mean, go great go look for Gamora but I really just don't want him to be a part <laughs> if he's gonna do this shtick I don't think I don't think he'll be fat in the next one yeah. I think they'll clean him up and stuff yeah hopefully they but, drop him off at a planet and he gets yeah. to whatever go just start lifting fight ice giants <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. no I, I don't think he's going anywhere man I think he's part of it yeah I was I didn't like it okay as, as a whole I really didn't like there were moments that I could have jumped up and shouted and screamed with everybody. Like you what? Know? Like what? Um, Cap grabbing the hammer. Yes. Oh, chills. Yes. Chills down yes. my spine, man. Yes. Because when that moment happens, you're thinking, you see it lift off the ground. And you're like, oh, man, Thor's about to really get on it. And then you see Thanos get laid out. You're like, yeah. But then the surprise on Thor's face and then the reaction with Cap standing there. Yeah. Man, what a perfect delivery like that moment was beyond my expectations i never expected that well you remember what was in silver ultron 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 he wiggled it wiggled it yeah Yeah. and And then he says uh he was worthy or yeah i knew knew it it. (laughs) yes that was incredible yeah um tony i think just like you said man him not even saying a word it was perfect. There's no, there's no line that could have yeah. succinctly wrapped up and meant enough. So silence, I think, was the best mm-hmm. uh, option there, and let an, an amazing actor just die and mm-hmm. on screen. And what do you think about? Well, hold on, keep finish. Okay, so I also love, like you know, same thing with Thanos. I loved uh, him sitting down and waiting mm-hmm. and going. Thought that was all great. Um, as far as Black Widow. Great moments. That was a pretty good moment. I think they may have teased it out just a hair too long, but yeah. I loved. I loved that she sacrificed and that she died. Do you like that they did? They killed off her instead of Hawkeye or Ronan. I mean, on an emotional level, no. Just because, yeah. Because then, because then Ronan doesn't ever get back with his family, right? That, that and that that does hurt. But at the same time, I feel bad for Black Widow because she's never had a good life. Her childhood yeah. was destroyed. Yeah. At what point does she get something good and wholesome like he had? Well, the argument she doesn't. She never does. But, never but does. the argument do, is that what she wants isn't a family. What she wants, she she already has one in the Avengers, and so what she wants Touché. is to be able to give something back to them because they gave her her life essentially. And in that way, she does. Because she sacrifices herself for the stone. That's perfect. I love that. I don't know. I, no, I, don't know. No, no, I, I, I thought about that because I was yeah. like, I was, I was warring with myself. Like, who do I, who would I rather go over that edge? Yeah. And at first, I thought, well, it's got to, I mean, it's got to be Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got to be him. But then, yeah, that, uh, yeah. that's a great way to sum it up, though. Like, she, she got a family, and mm. yeah. And then, yeah. of course, they set up the opening scene. You know, which was. Amazing. I thought that opening scene was incredible. Could not have done it better to get us back to that same emotional place they left us a year ago. Like picking up there is really difficult whenever you're talking about such. To me, Infinity War was a perfect movie. There was not a single moment I would have rewritten or changed in there. And I agree. To leave us where they left us, just a stomach punch and, and in silence and 
that movie afterwards, you could have heard a pin drop in the theater. Like people were just gassed and getting us back to that same spot emotionally. That's, that's a hard, hard, hard sell. Yeah. Um, and they did it just perfectly by, you know, showing his family disappearing and you know, it's going to happen and you're just waiting. And then the moment it happens, it still just wrenches you. I really didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really did. I didn't know where we were, like how I, I thought mm. maybe this was after the snap, you know, oh. and after the dust. He was just so unaware of. He, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, he wasn't there. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was a, a really great setup. There's things that I like that they tried to do. They tried to, you know, to some extent it would have been easy for Thanos to still have had his uh, gauntlet and the stones and for them to just go grab it back. And so I appreciate that they tried to make it more complicated than that because that is a really quick control Z kind of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the route that they still took just became a little bit more too much of a retrospective. Like I understand the desire to kind of revisit some of these great moments and uh, you know, the openings of guardians and, uh, the the battle downtown in New York. Those are all. I mean, I I can understand that impulse, but it. So I'm just gonna go through. Yeah, because th- that's when they got. That's when the stones were, like you know, the beginning of, Ga- of Guardians. Mm-hmm. That was a stone. Yeah, they had to get that stone. They had yeah. to go to that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And and downtown New York, where Loki had this the staff. They, I mean, they had. To, they went to New York because there were two there at the same time. So that's anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I just felt like the most of the movie was arbitrary, arbitrary setups and payoffs, like recovering the stones was fairly arbitrary about when they went back and like they didn't have to go back right before, right when Quill was getting there. For instance, they could have went back 10 years before then, like that thing's been sitting there, like there is no real re- So and most of the story in this movie was super arbitrary in that exact way. Like when the Avengers returned after they've saved them and we're just kind of waiting, they just did the hero moment of we're going to wait until the darkest hour and then we're going to let the sun come out. And that's when the Avengers appear. That was super arbitrary. And so most of the movie for me felt like arbitrary filler. And on the one hand, I love after about, I don't, it's hard to say because this is a three hour movie, but I felt like 20, 30 minutes in, after we'd flash forward five years and we're just kind of hanging out. I was kind of excited at that point because it felt like, oh, we're really going to focus on the drama. Infinity War was about the action. This is going to be about the drama. And there wasn't any. I didn't feel like there was any drama. Uh, there, there was very little in the way of arcs. I think Thor was the closest we really got with that. Um, but there was just very, that was more internal conflict. And obviously Tony had his own, fulfilled arc that he's been working on since Iron Man, uh, which was magnificent. And other than that, I don't know what other storyline I would say was a, a dramatic arc. I mean, Cap in the group with the people, Black Widow being super depressed and sad. But that, uh, that's the thing Ronan is that losing his family and everyone, killing everybody like that's not. But that's not drama. Drama has to have some kind of conflict. 
Like well, there was losing people in and of itself is not drama. You just, right. now you just have sad people. Right. And that's all we got to really see was a bunch of sad people. Yeah. We never saw new conflicts and new ways of, Hey, this is how I'm going to handle it. And I'm just doing a really shitty job of it. And I'm holding back. I'm an obstacle now to your goal. There was none of these interrelational conflicts at stake. The only time we really got hints of them were in very short bursts or in like these short single scene arcs of yeah. Uh, yeah. one of us has to die. Who's it yeah. going to be? And now we have a single built in scene that has an arc, but the full tell of the movie, I don't think did. And so we've spent what, 10, 11 years of uh, seeing all of this unfold and then I think one of the offenses to me was we skip ahead five years. Like we've just been patiently sitting by and, and counting every moment. And now we're just arbitrarily jumping five years into the future. And I say it's mostly arbitrary. Uh, the only thing we really get out of that was Tony Stark's daughter, Morgan, Morgan Stark. And she's the entire reason that we don't hit the actual reset button. Because without her, you just think, yeah, let's just go back to the fight. And finish him off at the fight at the end of the Infinity War. But because she's born, now he has a reason to, we're keeping these last five years, no matter the cost. And that's great. I think that's a perfectly useful reason to emotionally engage with us, the audience, to say, yeah, 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 we like, we like her. We love her. And we love that Tony loves her. I think even more than the girl herself, we fell in love with the idea that Tony was in love with a daughter. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. And so I thought there was a lot of inefficiency. Infinity War wasted not a single minute. Everyone had a purpose and everyone played their part to perfection. They came in exactly when they were needed and they left, well, all at the same time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but they all went their separate way with a purpose. There was so much specificity and uh, story reasoning and story logic as to why everyone did anything and why the timing happened as it did was all just to the minute. I couldn't trim a thing. Um, but here... I don't know. I felt it still felt like they made a really good effort, but it still felt like a cheap out. We're still just kind of hitting the reset button to save the day. Um, and so to me, they should have made this way, way, way leaner. Uh, I think it was a poorly used three hours. Like I said, the cold open was great. Everything before the title card. Fantastic. I think they could probably still show them killing Thanos. I like that they Finally, in the last film, everyone was reactive. And here, they're finally getting proactive. They're going to go take the fight to Thanos. That was fantastic. Uh, that was what I was expecting coming into this. But I think they could have made this better, in my nobody opinion. For one, I think show us the world through Ant-Man's eyes, his perspective. They can disorient us by not telling us we're five years into the future, but instead we cut to him coming out of the thing and suddenly we don't know where we are. You could fade to black and then punch into him, but now you've disoriented us and now we're asking questions. There is really no sense of discovery at all in this movie. We sit around and watch people feel things, which is okay up to a point, but the story lulls and heavily relies on like hand-waving technobabble, which isn't new to the series. Ultron is basically just that like, Oh, these two AIs are fighting and one's being conquered. That's fine. But I think it's always more satisfying when it hurts the heroes. And it's not just a deus ex machina to bail them out like this ability to suddenly travel back in time 
comes really out of nowhere. And it's just a method of, okay, now we have an out. And I guess the idea of making us wait, quote unquote, five years is their way of paying the price, but it's still, that's still arbitrary. All of it. Well, keep in mind, this is a universe of superheroes. Shit like this happens all the time. Oh, I just solved time travel. Like there is, there is some form of, this is not the world that we know. And it just so happens that there's some badasses that live in it. This is like a whole different, whole different thing. Yeah. Whole different universe. Yeah. It, so the whole, the whole time travel thing, I mean, Ant-Man found it out because by accident, because he got trapped in there for five years, right. five yeah. hours, whatever you want to call it or whatever. So he had that thought idea, you know, and yeah, you know, it wouldn't have happened without the snap. Oh, for sure. But it's still, it's still hand waving in the sense that how do they solve it? Oh, he uses uh, a Morpheus strip as a method. Of, like that's all, that's all techno babble. It really means nothing. And I would be really floored if some scientist if Neil deGrasse Tyson was like yep that pans out (laughs) (laughs) like I don't think it's rooted at all whatsoever in anything that would make any sort of uh, real world logic and that's why I call it techno babble because you see this in films all the time well can we trace the IP to their mainframe Mm. and hack in and blow up their you know house like Mm. yes of course we can but we need you know the gadget whatever We see that all the time. And so I just don't like to see it used as especially to undo something as big as the hole they dug themselves into. Mm -hmm. Losing that battle, I think, needed a little bit more ingenuity than this kind of vague idea of we've solved for time travel. That's that was a, a really tough one for me to get through. I think to achieve a uh, an emotionally fulfilling arc. We definitely needed to see Thanos' dreams fulfilled, which was great. And we also got to see his dreams kind of crushed because what he really desired from that didn't come to pass. He saw everyone ungrateful and he thought they would be grateful. That's kind of fun. But it's the recovery of the stones, that whole section I think I'm going to be hung up on because they literally say in the film that we're going on a time heist. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool. But they didn't have any of the things that make for a good heist. <laughs> like you, the, the plan was super hazy and poorly articulated. A good heist film lets you know here's exactly what's going to happen and exactly the stakes. It mm-hmm. makes it impossible to precisely identify what has gone wrong and how big of trouble they're in whenever you keep everything so vague. I mean, they tell us kind of. But then it fails and they go to a black backup plan that has really low stakes because now we really don't know the stakes very well at all. We're really disoriented. So the difficulty level is vague and what they're trying to do there. And I think the idea of what they're writing was we're going to surprise people. But in reality, it was just like, wait, why? Uh, it was it was just too hazy and vague to really get any tension out of it. I never felt any tension up until the moments with Thanos. Those are the only times I ever felt any level of tension whatsoever. Yeah. I Um, agree. I think there's those lingering questions that you were alluding to earlier. Um, like is Loki back, right? Is he got a, a a space stone, but here's the problem. Isn't that a separate timeline that has the stones and no Thanos? Right. (laughs) So how can, is he now able to hop parallel universes, alternate timelines? Why? Because he has the what the space stone? Does he stone. Have? He has the space stone. And if so, why? Why does he care about this other timeline? That's not his world. 
I don't think he knows he's in another timeline. That's probably not true. that Loki. That's probably true. And so, but you see my confusion, like what timeline is he in? Because if they're going to try to introduce him again, back to our timeline, then they, they have some hurdles to jump over. Um, well, w- when did they get that stone? They what, whenever we just, let's let's preface this with we've seen it one time, so it's a yeah. three hour movie, so there's holes here. They he got that stone whenever they poorly recovered it. I know that, but when did they get the stone? Uh, right Back. after the first Avengers at the end of first Avengers. No, I mean, in this movie, when did they get it from Lo- like they had all the stones at the end? When did they get that stone from Loki? They never got it back from Loki. Okay, so how did they have that stone? They had to go back further in time. That was when oh, they right. went they to had the to 70s go back further, yeah, yeah, or whatever the fifties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was when they finally got the stone. And right. So now maybe they've created an extra timeline. So now there's three timelines. The one where, well, no, because they tied it back up apparently because he brought back the stone at the end. To right where they took it. Took I got gotcha. you. And then from there, it from goes there, through it goes everything through and, normal. And, and, and Loki, Loki takes it with and it. is on his own timeline. I got gotcha. you. So okay. there's still just two. Right, right, right. Okay, no, that's fair. But it still begs the question of what timeline is Loki in? Is mm-hmm. he part of our universe again or is he not? Um, and yeah. I'm, I don't think they're going to no. satisfactory <laughs> answer yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll have another, another movie, but I don't think. It's yeah. in a totally different universe. Or they might do some other... Time thing. I don't think they'll even justify. I think they're just going to say Loki's back, and we suddenly have an Infinity Stone again. You think? I think so. I don't mm. think they're going to do two separate. That'd be awful. MCU universes. Yeah. Either way, it's awful. <laughs> That's yeah. my kind of my point. <laughs> they're, well, they're not really winning there. Yeah. Um, I'm not writing it, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they have a good idea <laughs> that I haven't thought of in 12 seconds. God, I hope so. So positive notes. I know I'm just like really upset and, That's right. and trashing things but on the positive side i'm really glad they didn't undo everything because it gave us a reason to keep the last five years through tony and and i think that's just really important to still keep some of that devastation and keep that memory of the stakes of what can happen when something goes wrong and also really like that his daughter is a really fantastic callback to the opening of infinity war Whenever he's walking in the park with pots yep. and he's like, I had a dream that you were pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I had a baby. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that they fulfilled that. I also kind of like that the, uh, the timeline jump does save the other timeline too, because Thanos jumps over. Wait, say that. So we have two, two timelines now, right? Yeah. Well, they killed mm-hmm. Thanos in their own timeline. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they brought, well, Thanos brought himself over into their timeline where yeah. they killed him again. So mm-hmm. they've effectively eliminated Thanos from all timelines. Yeah. Um, which is great. And that's more of a meta thing that you either catch on or you don't. It doesn't really matter. But I like it. <laughs> Unless they time travel back even farther to when he's alive and before he jumps into the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Oh, destruction. Don't, don't do it Mental anymore. Mental destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I love, love, love Tony's full story arc. I think it's awesome from a billionaire philanthropist, playboy genius uh, to becoming, you know, this selfless. We see him go from money hungry and fame sinking to a selfless father, husband and teammate. Mm-hmm. And it's everything that the cap said that he wasn't capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost him proving a point that, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get to win an argument. Nobody gets to win an argument. Yeah. <laughs> I win <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And. That was just just such a beautiful way to write off a character yeah. because 
if there's one thing, and, it, and that, I think that's what it usually comes down to in anyone's life, of finding that one thing you would do anything for. And for him, obviously, it was his daughter. Mm-hmm. And we knew that, and we felt it just as important uh, to kill Thanos in order to right the world and right the, the universe to protect his daughter. I love the technology. I love that on a thematic level. It was really interesting of this whole God versus man dynamic that they built in both the movies. Because uh, if Infinity War was seeing Thanos become God and smite his subjugates, then Endgame is man defeating God. And hence, you know, his line, I am man mm-hmm. and snap and God and his minions all disappear. And it's, or you could say he was defeating the devil, I think. That's one of the beautiful things about any art and any theme is there's multiple ways to interpret it. And I think mm-hmm. from a religious point of view, you could say, yeah, you know, he's a Christ-like figure. And he, he came and uh, he died so that everyone could live. Mm-hmm. Um, and he defeated the devil or, you know, there's so many beautiful ways to interpret this. And I think that's really fantastic. I can see churches around the, the country um, of all kinds yeah. uh, really incorporating this. Iron in. Man churches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be the best of the Marvel Universe if they would have Tony Stark churches. I'm in. I'll take that communion any day. (laughs) Same. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that kind of is the general idea of, Um, of my issues. I just, it felt like I love that they had the, uh, the stones pun intended to make a three hour superhero movie. It's not something you've ever seen done. Yeah. No one. And we've talked about this in past episodes where three hour movies are few and far between because it's hard to make your money back whenever you have half the viewings that a 90 minute movie could have. Yeah. Like because it's three hours long instead of 90 minutes long. So you gotta, re- and then you gotta reset the theater and yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's just so many fewer tickets that you can sell in a day. But when you're, when you're uh, end game and you've got four theaters out of eight in every single movie theater running constantly. I think the other night when we went, there was a nine o'clock, there was a nine twenty and a nine thirty. <laughs> like what? They shut down the Alamo just to play this movie, man. Yeah, is what it felt much. like. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And if you even look at the top grossing films of all time, now you got to notice that something like gone with the wind, Titanic, Avatar, Endgame, these are all like three-hour films. Yeah. And so it should hopefully give, you know, a little more weight to the idea that people will sit through a movie if they think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So make good movies with good stories. And for this, I think this did so well purely on the... uh, the the benefit of Infinity build, War and the build up the build up yeah we've all been waiting build up yeah yeah for and, sure and so they earned it for sure and I'm I cannot wait I think Disney and I just think it's cool I'm not like a Disney fan whatsoever but I think it's really cool that I think they're gonna have a ten billion dollar box office year they're on their way yeah they have so many movies coming out and half of them I really have zero desire to ever see but. I think it's cool. I just, yeah, that's yeah. a really cool thing story Absolutely. for, for movies and yeah. uh, the theater. And well, that, that, that makes me sad. It makes me sad too. Like you know we usually funny? agree on everything we usually do. And what I think is really, really funny about this in particular is going into this film, you were more pessimistic than I was. Totally. I, I was not I was so ready optimistic. Like I was like, no, no, no. These guys are geniuses. These guys got it. They figured it out, man. <laughs> well, okay. But I went in, okay. I went into it very not expecting anything. And you went into it expecting a lot. 
is what you just said. Yeah, I went in right? expecting to be surprised, right. and right. I was curious how they were going to solve the Rubik's Cube. Well, okay, let me say that I I still think that Infinity War is, is the best superhero yeah. movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd, you know, before it was something like Logan or something like that, but, like, now it's 100%... Avengers Infinity War. It's an amazing film. So I still think that that movie is better, but I, and I had zero expectations for this. Zero. I had no idea what they were going to do other than time travel. I knew that had to be something. I didn't even know that. I I hadn't even seen a trailer. I know. I know. But even if, whether you see a trailer or not, like, it has to be. It has to be. Um, uh, Unless, you know, <laughs> you just let everybody stay dead. But, you know, uh, anyway, whatever. Unless you spin the earth backwards to turn back time. Yeah, imagine <laughs> what movie could do that. What, what superhero could do that? DC. Um, anyway, so I, I didn't I didn't have any expectation. I didn't think that it was going to even touch Infinity War. But I, I also caught a lot of like really cool Easter egg things that harken back to old film, older films that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And I, I just shut my brain off, man. I, and I, I just more than anything, I wasn't expecting them to solve how to suddenly reappear everyone without the stones. I knew they were going to have to use the stones in one form or fashion. Right. That was never the fact that they time traveled doesn't technically bother me. Yeah. It's, I felt like they didn't have a very strong emotional arc to throughout the film. There wasn't a very strong through line or uh, it just wasn't emotionally satisfying for me mm-hmm. beyond seeing uh, Tony sacrifice himself. And if I do think if they had cut about an hour off, I could go in and I could cut an hour off this movie. Easy. I think at that point you could probably get a movie where I'm like, yeah, this is an eight for me right now. This is like a six. Um, oh, man. yeah, I don't get it. This is wow. an average. This is, I say a six and I'm usually thinking of a five star rating. Like this is a three out of five for me. Um, and yeah. my extrapolation is six out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think how to respond to that because, you know, I, I take your opinion, you know, like I rate, rate your opinion very highly. So if you tell me that you like a movie or that you, you don't like a movie, I'd like take that with me. Right. And so I'm trying to relook at the film through your eyes. Um, this is also why I didn't want to talk. I mean, normally I like to no, hold you it back for the movie. You, you don't affect. Yeah. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. But I wanted to, to see if your opinion would shift over the coming days. I'm like, I wonder oh, yeah. if, uh, because there's, the first time I saw like Phantom Minutes, I walked out like super excited. I was like, man, I just saw a Star Wars movie. But then over the weeks, you're like, yeah, huh. See, <laughs> like, it just starts to hurt a little bit. Yeah, there was never a moment in Phantom Menace where I thought I was like excited. <laughs> Sorry, ruined that. Uh, um, no, I don't know, man. I, I just I was a kid in a candy store and watching this movie, and I felt like all these little things that that they touched on were just it was almost like they put it in there for me and it, I almost didn't even care half the time about, you know, Oh, that doesn't make sense or whatever. Yeah. I just let it go. And it like really invested me in them. I, I did feel drama. I did feel like, like 
well, not when they were going to kill Thanos. I didn't feel any drama at all. Like it was way too early in the movie. I, I was surprised when they cut his head off, when Thor cut his head off. Yeah. I and was I was like, very excited. No. Like, fuck yeah. Wait a minute. What did you just do? <laughs> what now, happens what now? Do we do? <laughs> um, and yeah. Okay. Look, maybe, maybe they they could have done something that, that, you know, made it feel a little bit more dramatic. I do like your idea of not telling us it was five years in the future and like just having Ant-Man show up and we're figuring the shit out with him. Yeah. I think that's, that's brilliant. They totally could have done that. Do I care that they told me five years later? No, because when I saw it on screen five yeah. years later, I thought, oh shit, it's been five years since everybody's been living without people for five years. It's the same feeling I would have gotten if I found out with Ant-Man only it would have been better to find out with Ant-Man, yeah. I think, and it probably a little heavier. But I did feel something for that. I did feel like, oh, damn. And, you know, the flyover over the stadium and all the cars everywhere. And you're like, oh, it's pretty everybody. Nobody gives a shit about football anymore or baseball. Uh, and everybody's, you know, sad. The uh, One thing that that I didn't like, I don't like Captain Marvel. Let me just yeah. say that I don't like her. I, I, she's a, she's a poor character. She shouldn't have had a movie. She shouldn't have been in this in the first place. I know she had to be, yeah. she had, she had to save Tony at the beginning. She had to come and save the day at the end by destroying the ship. Well, she didn't save the day, but she, she kind of did. It was busy work and it was necessary and I'm glad yeah. she got to do something effective, but yeah, but that it didn't, she didn't get to single handedly defeat Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Which her fight sequence, whenever Thanos drops a stone out of the glove. Oh, badass. And her. Oh. I was like, how is he going to beat her? Because she's yeah, Captain Marvel. She's and going at brilliant. It. It that was brilliant. like, that was probably my single favorite moment air, of the movie. Off air, I want to talk to you about something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We're not going to talk about that here. Uh, uh, but yes, that was badass. It was perfect. It was so absolutely cool. perfect. So, and I, I do understand and I do get she wasn't there for most of the movie yeah. because she was taking care of the rest of the universe. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, he destroyed, took, you know, killed half of all life everywhere, not just earth. Yeah. So that was actually, you know, really, really good. And I liked that because I didn't want to see her on screen anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, it just felt too and we're, we're, last minute. Yeah. To we're, suddenly we're, introducing, a, we're not invested in her character yeah. arc at all. Yeah. Right. Really. Now he, she has this, short haircut that I do not like yeah, at all. Same. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, I love seeing, I'm trying to think of like everything, everything that happened in the movie right now. I know everything that I love usually centered around Thanos. Um, Oh, definitely. I mean, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's the crux of everything. Fantastic, you know, character. They wrote him brilliantly and even seeing him realizing, Oh, here's the way I really want to do things. Like as a, you know, flawed being with a flawed plan. There's, and that's, and I guess just to jump a little bit on soapbox, this is always going to be the, the, the reasoning with ideologues or with, uh, someone who is so heavily invested in their worldview that they can never let or entertain any other version of it is that there's, well, that didn't work, but I have another one that's always going to work. There's always something more they think they can do to accomplish their goals. Um, and you can see this in a wide variety of philosophies. But he is so invested in his philosophy rather than in acknowledging failure. He's like, okay, my mistake was leaving anyone alive. Mm -hmm. Now I need to kill everything. Yes. And restart. Fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. What about the, uh, like, d dude. I, I, okay, you want more drama. I get it. I totally get it. J just for a second, 
just for a second, set that aside and think about all the shit they had to put in this movie for everybody else. That's not you that has been following this for the last 30 years through all the comics. Right. And, and then seeing it on screen and all that stuff, you get stuff like, like, um, Nebula. Nebula. Thank you. I enjoyed Nebula. I enjoyed her, her, her whole when story. she goes, when she goes back in, in yeah. time to get that stone. And then all of a sudden another signature comes up that they were, that they receive that Thanos receives and it's another Nebula. That's oh, cool yeah. writing, man. Yeah. How else would he know that they're there? How else would he know that? He, oh no, I got, I got people to fight now. He didn't yeah. even know anything about, about Avengers at this mm-hmm. point. You know, it's like, Oh, so I was successful. <laughs> Okay, I'm going on the right track. Well, now I'm going to let them find him for me and then destroy him. That's great writing, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. Everything with Thanos I really heavily love. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm thinking if I could cut an hour out of this movie, I would be left with something that is more pointed. What would you cut? Uh, I guess you'd have to see it another another two or three. Yeah, I mean, I could say I'd, I'd cut the majority of the time travel stuff. I would really hone that down to a satisfying half hour. Yeah. Um, but I don't see any, any reason to keep a lot of the, the kind of meandering stuff. I I would try to get towards the end as quickly as possible. Yeah. There was just, it was just too much milling about for a three hour movie. They, what was the milling about? I'm trying to think because like, okay, when I guess the longest thing, the longest thing, Really, let me just say this. The longest thing was for me was they go to New York and they try to get the stone. Loki steals it. And then they they realize they got to go back farther. Then they go back farther. And uh, Tony gets to see and meet his dad or like be with his dad. And then they cut and then they come. That is like a long, a long thing. But I feel like it's needed. Nah, like I, I, I would probably chop a lot of that out. I would want to see the. uh the whole discovering time travel it's if they're going to go with like hand waving stuff then just get on with it like don't tie me down in your your bullshit experiments and making mm-hmm. me really believe you're 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 doing something when it's all completely and entirely meaningless bullshit <laughs> like just fast forward through the bullshit and get to the stuff that is less arbitrary. Okay. The stuff with the with Thanos is not arbitrary at all. Like you said, he had a plan, he had purpose, um, and he was going after it. Whenever he arrives on the scene, that's still the case. He's still, and everyone there is there with a the purpose and they have a very clear goal in mind. Everything beyond that, I think was, yeah, just uh, filler. It felt like for three hours, they didn't need three hours to do what they did. Hmm. It, it felt like, okay, we're going to give everyone every as much as we can instead of we're going to tell the absolute best story possible because I couldn't really point to a really good running theme in this movie. I can't. I, I would say there's an idea of a theme in here, but it's it's yeah. not running through throughout the entire film. And for me, that's all. That's usually not always, but that's usually going to break a movie for me. And whenever I step back and I analyze it, I'm not watching the movie and saying, what's your theme right now? It's something I do after I see it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. This this theme was running throughout Guardians Volume 2 the entire time of destroying God and whatever. Like, What was the theme in Infinity War? It was uh, Thanos becoming God for sure. Mm-hmm. And... So then, but you just said the theme then for this one, right? Isn't it like destroying God or, 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 or Jesus yeah. coming to like destroy the devil or however? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's, or like, you know, maybe everybody 
coming like banding together because like at the end when they when they finally defeated him everybody comes through the time portals that dr strange opens Mm -hmm. and everybody's standing there i mean there's even stuff like um uh i'm so bad with names dude i'm so bad with names uh what what's his name the the other i the guy who becomes captain america at the end oh uh yeah, now that I've said that, you're not going to know. Um, Falcon. Falcon, thank you. Fal- Falcon, you know, right when, when Captain America is about to get beaten, his yeah. shield is broken, he's like, on your left. And he flies by him, right? He comes out of nowhere. It's, I mean, that stuff like that, like that's harkening back to to when he was running in circles back. Oh, there. right. Like on your left, on your left. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but like everybody, come, it, maybe everybody banding together to defeat this thing. Yeah. That's undefeatable kind of, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like usually there's going to be something a little more universal. That's going to tie in most of the scenes. Like it's going to run throughout, not every single scene, but through most scenes. Um, and I, I can't say I've, really analyzed infinity war for that yeah. but i definitely felt an, a stronger emotional pull throughout the film and that thing you're talking about right now of banding together i would say that ran obviously way stronger through infinity war just because every scene was so directed to what are we going to do to stop this guy and everyone was trying to, they were still waiting around on thanos but it still felt with a purpose yeah and, and here yeah. Well, this had to be more disjointed because everybody was separated half the time. You know, everybody was the group here getting the stone, this getting the stone. Yeah. You're dying over here. Like, you know, like everybody's separated getting stones. So you can't really feel united if you're not seeing them all on screen like you were in Infinity War. Like yeah. they're all always there. Right. Yeah. I don't um, know. I just... But then but then also uh, like Iron Man at the at the end. OK, I like how they when Banner as the Hulk which by the way, I like the smart Hulk. Uh, I like when, when, when he gets the stone, how he gets the stone by telling the, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That he gave it to him that he gave. Yeah. And she realized that that's an important, I feel like that was one of those really smart, subtle story cues of that's how she knows she needs to give him the stone. Right. Because he willingly gave it up. It was never uh, a point of contention. And so, it was almost a signal to her. Yes, for more sure. Than it was, you know, I'm just giving up uh, to Thanos. It was I need to send her a message through time and space. Right, but then at the end, it's it's a callback to when um, Doctor Strange went on that time search when he, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we searched 16 million. That there was one opportunity. There's one, yeah. and at the end, he goes like that. Yeah, he just holds up the one finger, and Tony knows. Yeah, it's got to be me. Yeah. I have to be the one to do this. Yeah, I mean. That was a great moment. No, yeah, I, I but think that's it's fantastic. You know, it, and all of that, there is sacrifice in all of that, uh-huh. right? Sacrifice he dies, is great. There's yeah. sacrifice throughout this, a lot of the film. I know. The problem is so much of it is just really arbitrary and it feels completely disconnected from any clear sense of purpose. Uh, it felt like they didn't know, they didn't, it felt like they didn't really have a way to make this work in a really tight logical sense. And so they tried to filler it out. Like let's, let's just add in more stuff to make it feel like we're accomplishing more things. And it felt like 
you know, when someone wants to pretend to do Kung Fu, they kind of just throw their hands around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't have any problem with you not liking the film. The problem I have right now is your complete disdain for it is what it feels like. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I, do. I, I don't, that's the part I don't understand. That's the, it's like, okay, I get, uh, it didn't hold up to what I expected. I totally get that to what I was waiting for, to what I was waiting for, not expected because yeah, yeah. you didn't expect anything really, yeah. uh, to what you were waiting for. It wasn't, it wasn't the film you had hoped for, but yeah, no, it's a great, great amount of frustration because we've watched 12 films where I would say out of the 12, 10 or 11 of them are just so precise in their ability to take us on an emotional journey. So that, listen, at the end of it, we know what's going to happen at the end of every single Marvel film. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that Infinity War caught us so off guard. Yeah. It's because it didn't happen there. But every other film, our good guys is going to win. Yeah. We know that now and forever. Yeah. But they always make it a journey that we understand an emotional stake and there's always this really solid through line about why someone is doing something or why someone is fighting to kill you or whatever. Like they just have so much more story logic and through line and everything is so much tighter and with very specific purpose that they just completely ejected out of here. So I was just frustrated and confused. I'm like, why if, if, you wanted to do the timeline thing or the time travel stuff. I'm okay with that. I'm o- I mean, I'm okay with pretty much everything they do. I, w- I wouldn't say they're reinventing writing, you know, at any level. They're not doing on a, a story level or on a uh, action level anything that DC probably can't do. What they're doing is engaging us with these emotional and meaningful storylines and with this really witty style of uh, plot devices and fine. Uh, we need to see uh, Peter kill his dad, Quill kill his dad in order to save the galaxy or the universe. Um, we need to emotionally understand why that's really hard for him. But then we see it becomes very easy whenever he understands what his dad has cost him personally. It cost him his mother. And now where we go from being bystanders of all these vague pictures of people dying on planets we don't know into we know how much he loves his mother because it's laced throughout every single music choice that they make in there through the music tapes. And so there's this very strong emotional journey that they always send us on that they just kind of ebbed and flow. It wasn't very strong. It wasn't very purposeful. It felt like they were just, just kind of throwing stuff at the wall Mm. and trying to entertain us more than trying to emotionally engage us. And a lot of the emotional engagement felt more like, trickery than it did honest uh, emotional journeys for the characters themselves and that's i think where my issue comes in i what what i'll probably do is i'm gonna wait whatever a year and i'll go watch this and i'll watch this movie again and maybe i'll feel differently at that point i i really sat down and just tried to let the movie come to me and the moment i think it went awry was whenever they brought in this tone that wasn't in the the first movie in my opinion like seeing thor become this comedic punching bag uh, was really weird and off-putting and once you pull me out of the out of the story now yeah my my hat came on and i was like okay well what else are we doing here guys well i'm seeing it tomorrow night I'm excited. Like, I'm sure it'll still be just as good because if you know the if you're engaging with the story and with the well, humor and then it's still gonna maybe, be fun. Maybe, maybe not. 
I don't know. I, I think know. you'll still like it. I, I think I still will. Yeah. Uh, I really do. But it's... Because uh, a good joke is, is still going to be a good joke. It's still going to make you laugh. Yeah. Um, and, and it's three hours. I don't remember everything. Yeah. And I mean, I remember a good solid bit of it. And like, if you were to mention a scene, I could tell you what happened in that scene for sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. But to see it again and catch even more like little, little bits would be really good. I mean... Part of me wants to watch it just so I can see the ending fight. Like watching yeah. I mean that was an hour long. Yeah. It was long. So good. The uh watching Thanos hack apart the shield yes. was amazing. Yes. Like you suddenly yeah. have a whole new respect for for the cat yeah. for sure, because he's going toe to toe with freaking Thanos. Mm-hmm. Thanos without his glove is a much more fair fight. Yeah. But he's going toe to toe. But it's still not enough. Yeah. And he's now hacking apart the one indestructible thing in our universe. Yeah. <laughs> in our opinions, like right. on Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was cool. But so there's yeah. a lot that I really enjoyed about it. Is it, It's that middle part. So it's all the, yeah, it's all that stuff. Okay. It just felt arbitrary. Yeah. I mean, there were, as I said earlier, and I don't know, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but as I saw earlier or said earlier, the time travel bit at the end, I'm totally, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I let it go because I want to see cap have a life. Totally. And I was really glad just that idea and him saying, no, I'm not going to tell you about it. (laughs) It It's just so beautiful. And, and so I, so I completely let it go because of that and to hand off and to hand off the reins to Falcon was great. I think that Bucky kind of knew that that was going to happen. I was, I'm rooting for Bucky. I'd still like to see him. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, but maybe who knows? I think from here on out though, it's not going to be a fun universe. I mean, it'll be fun ish. Well, yeah, we, I mean, they need to reestablish it. Like there's no leader. The two leaders are gone. So, and we know they're gone for sure. So I let that go, but it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense as him as cap. Yeah. Right. Like what he's going to go back and have a a life, but all this other shit happens. This terrible stuff happens. And he, in that, in, in that timeline, it still happens. Bucky gets tortured and all this stuff. Um, and Hydra does terrible things and he just lets it all happen. Maybe that's very out of character for him if that's what happened, but I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, maybe he did that because, and he's sacrificing that timeline, knowing that he saved this other timeline, but he's having his own life in this, this other timeline, right? Yeah. I love the inversion between him and cap because for captain America, it was always country first. It was always duty first. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, we already talked about Tony being all about Tony and learning to give of himself. Mm-hmm. And for Cap, it was learning to love himself and love yeah. uh, and to pursue what was meaningful to him. Yeah. Um, and I love that yeah. he finally learned how to do that. And I, th- I think that that's what it was. He was yeah. just letting go of Captain America yeah. and he was just being himself. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, but, but the one other thing that's weird and I'm, that I just let go in that is that not only do you need to bring the, the stones back to when exactly when you took them, but you supposed to bring them back in the same form. Right. So like, like you can't just like bring this, the, the stone oh, back like to the, in, without the, the orb, suitcase, uh, in, or, or, or like in the staff and like, 
That's a good point. <laughs> do you just have the stone? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Do you need? Does it need to be in the same form? I don't know. But like, do you just put the stone back? Just here's throw it the, on the, floor. the rock. Yeah. yeah, in the place. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, in New York, we got that that stone from her. What's her oh, name? Yeah, told us I don't remember. Yeah. You know the yeah. It was just the stone, so you can just bring it back to her that way. But the, uh, all the others had like this form right and how do you get yeah. the how do you get the soul stone back to vormir or wherever it was with with uh the red skull that's a really good question you know that's that's hard i don't know how you do that um but i let it go completely yeah because you know they they i'm just assuming they planned it and like this is how we're gonna do it and whatever and i just think from know. here on out i'm don't get me wrong i watch most things and so i'm definitely gonna watch everything marvel puts out Probably, but this whole series could have worked without Captain America. It could have worked without Thor. Mm-hmm. It could have worked without the Hulk. Yeah, it could not, could never, could not possibly work without Iron Man. Right. He Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man specifically. Yeah. I never growing up, I was vaguely aware of Iron Man. Like I knew he was a character. Never thought of him as a core character to anything. And this whole series has made me absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way the charisma, all of it, the genius, the brilliance and the wit, all of it does not work without Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. It's going to have to. It's going to have to. They're going to do their best. I don't, I don't think that Pepper is going to do anything. I think his daughter yeah, is I think going it'll be to Morgan. for sure. And she's yeah. going to have a blue suit, just like the helmet she was wearing was oh, blue. Sure, yeah. And it's going to, you know, stuff like that. But if that happened, I mean, if that happens, I don't think it's going to happen for a while. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen for at least in another five years, yeah. four years or whatever it is, you know? If yeah. it does. I wouldn't expect to see another Avengers for like five, six years. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and that would be smart. I mean, they're going to do what? They're going to beat Spider-Man into the ground. Oh, my yeah. God. They're going to yeah, make a are. fucking Spider-Man movie every year for now for the next 10 years. But the other thing that the this movie has done, and I like I told you after the movie, after... I was like, man, this was just a reset button. To me, Infinity War was the final Avengers movie, and this was just their way of kind of resetting the universe to do everything. Fine, whatever. I can live with that. But it also makes me trust their storytelling a little less just because what are the stakes now if they can do anything, if they can go back in time, if they can uh, resurrect, you know, half the universe? Is there any... Well, they they can't go back in time anymore. Maybe. I mean, but they saved everyone. So yeah, but they don't have any Pembroke, more particles. Yeah. But that guy's back. What guy? The dad, wh- whoever, the Ant-Man uh, and Wasp lady's dad or whatever. But he's back. Well, yeah, he was one of the people that got disappeared. Michael Douglas or whoever. Like he didn't die. He died with everyone else and they saved everyone. So he should be back. Uh, I can see him not being on the battlefield because he's not worth a damn. But everyone else I, is. Because how did he, how did he die? Was he was he snapped? Yeah. So he With should be her? back. Uh huh. Everyone was upstairs while yeah, yeah. he was in the whatever. Uh, by the way, I love that Tony invoked Planck scale. That's yeah, like yeah, such yeah, a nerdy too. thing, man. Definitely. That was cool. <laughs> I loved that. I, I loved that. But then why did they go all the way back to the 50s or whenever his Tony was about to be born to get that stone and to get uh, more pin, pins particles? 
Uh, no idea. But it, to me, it's kind of here nor there in the sense that they say there's no more pins particles, but there could be more. We don't know. Maybe they suddenly discover how to make them. Like, my point is more along the lines of they found a way to undo all this with kind of hand-wavery story writing. And so now, nope. can they possibly come up with a greater stake than killing the entire universe? I don't think so. I don't think there's a greater stake out there. Yeah. Um, maybe turning the entire universe into a literal hell. Oh, no, it's over. Right? No, no, dude, I agree with you. And it's so, over. And like, so, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. And so now I just find it hard to emotionally go there with the idea of any danger that they're going to put in front of me now. Sure. In the Avengers universe. Of course. These other smaller stories, I think I'll still get a lot out of, but from an Avengers story point, right? It's just, Oh yeah, dude, totally. I know we're on the same page. It doesn't get any bigger (laughs) than this. Not at all. Not, not at all. Nothing can touch it. I totally agree. But does that take away from Endgame? From Endgame? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not from Infinity War. Um, but why does that take away from Endgame? It takes so uh, it takes away from every movie after this. Oh, for sure. Why does that take away from Endgame? Oh, um, I'm just, I'm just asking. I no, I, no, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. After after Everything this after movie this, yeah. is is all watered down garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I prove me wrong, Marvel. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, like making an, another amazing Infinity War ish film. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I said it earlier. Infinity War is yeah. the best superhero movie ever made by far. It's dramatic from beginning to end. You you are heartbroken at times. You, you do laugh at times, yeah. but you are destroyed at the end. Your My jaw was left on the floor. And I did, definitely didn't have that on this, but I did have some jaw-dropping moments in it, right? Like yeah. through throughout it, like smaller ones, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we know they win at the end. That, like you said, that is the Marvel thing. I didn't expect it to be as dramatic. It would have been exhausting for it to be a three-hour dramatic film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Infinity War, what, was just a little over two? Two and a half, yeah. Two, yeah, uh, yeah. And so it's not... I don't, it doesn't break my heart that it wasn't dramatic the whole time. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't in a way, which is weird for me to say, because I usually am totally aligned with you and I like want the drama. Give me the drama. Which I'm fine. I mean, that's kind of what the the action sequences are for is to, to fulfill the, the, the dramatic purpose. Sure. Sure. But you wanted it also in like throughout. Right. Well, yeah. Right. One of the not, stronger not the whole time, through line. But right, yeah. right. I wanted the stronger I dramatic through line. Yeah. No, no. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. And maybe they could have done that better for sure. I could totally see that. I would have just been interesting, I guess, to to sit in that writer's room with them and just hear the way they think about this story and uh, the decisions that they're making. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was a million little things that had to happen. Yeah. Right. For not just not just for fans, right? Like I said at the beginning, not just for, for us as fans and Uber fans and yeah. super fans that are gonna see this movie seventeen times in the theater and buy all the merch and all that shit. But also, you know, the big swinging dicks with the cash, right? Saying, I want this to happen or whatever. That had to in hmm. some way influence something. Yeah. Right. Um the studio had to influence something in some way because they know they're making 10 other films with this person or that person. They should maybe have killed cap, you know that. So that's one of my other, and again, I knew coming in 
in my heart, not through any evidence of outwardly facing, but I knew in my heart that they were going to resurrect everybody. I knew that. But the writer part of me just honestly feels like don't ever kill someone. You're not going to let stay dead. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, I totally, I totally get it. But money talks, money talks, and, and, and Black Panther needs a walks. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, yeah, so I mean that had happened, but even then, they couldn't bring back uh, Black Widow, which is great, which is great, yeah. and they couldn't bring back the old Gamora. They yes. brought back. A Gamora, but not the old Gamora. So yeah. now this Gamora doesn't like Quill. That's awesome. Doesn't know she loves him. That's really fun. And so he's going to have to go like make her fall in love with him again, which is going to be a great story. Yeah. All, all Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And you know why? Because you have a a badass leader who's also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tony Stark yeah. is badass but hilarious. And Quill Cap, is badass. Yes, and hilarious. We all love Cap, but we love him because we identify with him because he loves his country. Yeah. Right? Not because we think that he's like, you know, entertaining. Right. No. I don't look at, at Cap like an entertaining guy. I look at Cap like a badass motherfucker that never slows down. And he and that's the cool thing about anything with Captain America, apart from this film, is that he's always wrestling with a moral quandary. Mm-hmm. That's very central to his character. Like uh, Iron Man is always thinking about dealing with sacrifice, the issue of giving up self, sacrificing ego, all these things that's central to his character. And Captain America is always interesting because he's going to bring out these moral issues in one way or another, whether it's like civil war, the, the idea of government overreach and government power and, um, and how he responded to that was my country's doing wrong. I'm going to stand up to them. And he's such a moral character that he's always so much fun to watch to your point. He's not charismatic, but that's not what makes him interesting. Right. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. God, I'm going to miss this universe. I'm going to, you know, revisit it for sure. But yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that there's a, there's a button on it now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was hoping for a little bit higher death toll on the, the everybody. I mean, they're not going to, I don't, I don't think they're going to make movies with everybody. No, maybe they will, but I mean, I guess they will with, with more Avengers, but like, uh, what's your name? Scarlet. Uh, Oh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. They could have killed her. Yeah. Right, whether you make a Scarlet Witch movie, maybe you are. I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not really it. down to give you twelve dollars, <laughs> at least not right now. I guess show me a good trailer. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know, some like her, or maybe even oh, maybe even Rocket. You know, or like yeah, or Groot. Oh my God! I mean, that would that would really hurt the. Uh, that would really hurt. That, that would. <laughs> I don't know if I could take that. Yeah, he's still just a teen. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Or you know. I don't know the antenna lady. Oh yeah. Just like uh, maybe just a, a li- the Amantis. Thank you. Maybe just a, a higher death toll might've been cooler yeah. or whatever. But, um, man, as a first viewing, I just, I just fucking loved That's it, awesome. man. I really did. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And, but Hey, we'll see next after yeah. tomorrow night. I'll let you know if, if my opinion changes yeah. for sure. Yeah, you'll and we be can, getting home at like 1am. Yeah. And we can update it. Yeah. We can update this, this we'll post. We'll put it in the notes. Put yeah. it in the show notes if Todd changes his mind. Right now I'm at a 10. So <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, put it in there if I do. What um, Did we talk about anything we were supposed to talk about? Yeah, we talked about it all. Did we? I'm not even paying attention. Genre. Talked and, about story themes. themes and, yeah, yeah. A heist idea, the genre mixing, which I'm always a big, big fan of blending genres. 
and I love the idea that they were taking a superhero movie, turning it into a heist movie. Mm-hmm. I just wish they had executed uh, a heist section like they didn't. You missed all the tropes that go into what makes a heist movie a heist movie. Like what? I mean, the plan is everything. The the plan, the recon, yeah. um, the execution, the the MacGuffin, you know, the fallout or the uh, the trick. Right? There's always the twist of you thought it was going one way and it went another. Uh, I mean, they did none of that. <laughs> so they did that in New York. That didn't happen in New York. Nah, I mean, they got Shot something, was, they failed, and they did it again. Like, that's, that's, but that's that is not a heist movie. Think about an Ocean's Eleven, right? Or a Italian Job. Like, yeah, no, they have such a much more specific architecture to it that is endemic to you know putting the team together. Do we have the right tools to 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 take care of this job? They didn't play see, it. With, I see the they had all that, but, no but they way. just didn't hit it home like you wanted them to do that. Like because it wasn't just about that; it was also about like time. Like, I'd be fine with that if they didn't call it a heist. Don't, oh god! Don't you cannot literally invoke heist and not actually give a good heist. Like that's their fault as writers if, for inserting that idea. And I think the reason they did that was more to take away from the idea that yeah, we're doing time travel, <laughs> which is even more but rife with isn't problems. The hei- isn't heist stealing something? Yeah, on a, a plan to steal something that you go and you and you execute, and maybe something goes wrong. Maybe it doesn't, but usually it does in a movie. And and so you have to think on your feet and change shit, and then you find out a way to do it, and you do it. Yeah, but the, that's a heist. That's what happened. Yeah, on a like very high literal level, but on a genre level, if they were actually going to go after like a genre of heist uh, heist movies, and they were tinkering with it, and they were just more playing with the concept than actually executing it. Yeah. Uh, it just felt like very lazy uh, writing to me. A lot of this movie felt lazy as shit to me. And that's, that's my offense is Marvel's better than that. If, Are they though? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. They're better uh, than that. <laughs> you just said how many out of their, how many out of the 12 movies were like really awesome? 10 out of 12. Really? 10 or 11. Yeah. 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 Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I we, we need to, we need to cover every single Marvel movie <laughs> so that we can disagree more often. Well, because yeah. we will. We'll do every other month a Marvel movie. Okay, <laughs> so in three years we'll be done. Yeah, <laughs> we'll never catch up. For me, there's probably like four. Really? Yeah. I mean, there was. I'm just gonna try to think really fast. Okay, the first Iron Man. Yep. Uh, Guardians one and two. Guardians one and two. Infinity War. First Avengers? For me, that's an awesome movie. Yeah, okay. First Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought Ultron was a good movie. Oh. I I wasn't crazy about it on first viewing. I went back and watched it like six months ago. I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. But then I gotta wear watch it because maybe uh, you might still snooze. not like it. But Spider Man Homecoming. You need to go listen to your own review. <laughs> just kidding. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Okay, yeah, that's six. That's six. I was just trying to <laughs> throw a wrench. convincing me. All right, that's six. That's um, six. I can't even think of any others right now. Who who are the other characters? That was Thor. Yeah, I enjoyed the first Thor a lot. Second Thor was okay. Um, yeah. But I would. But s- we're also we're also just saying, did you like it? Did you not? If we were to say, did you like it? Did you not? You would say that you liked this movie because you gave it a six out of ten. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
but you don't count it in the out of 12. So, so see, we'd actually need to like analyze each one, but there was still those moments that, you know, because if I put it in now that now that I've seen infinity war, if I go back and watch any of these others, there's probably like four that I'm like, yeah, it was as good as that. Or it was close, close to that. Right. If I go back and I watch Spider-Man homecoming again, I don't think that I'm going to like it as much as I did when we reviewed it after infinity war. Hmm. If I go back and I watch Iron Man, I'm going to like it yeah. just as much because it was amazing. I think the problem with these movies isn't that is that you get distance from it. I do. Let me speak from a first person here. I get distance on it and I'm like, yeah, that was that was a pretty good movie. And then it's the actual rewatching of it that I'm like, damn, that was awesome. That was yeah. a really, yeah. really good experience. Yeah. And I get hyped all over again. And so the problem with these movies is that there's just so many of them that we don't think they can make that many good movies. And so when we experience something like an Infinity War, it dilutes retroactively our opinion of all these Uh other movies. Totally. (laughs) I I agree. But part of the reason and man, you got to I think that you have to also look at each of these movies completely separate and and take them like a grain as a grain of salt. Right. Because Infinity War is so different than all of the others you've you alluded to it earlier i mean they lose sorry we need to say spoiler alert for infinity war by the well, way no we said at the intro that we're spoiling all the marvel movies oh yeah it's true it's true um because they yeah. they lose and half of them die and they fail and that's the end of the movie like that doesn't happen in any other film so yeah. you're getting way more emotionally out of that movie than any other movie so you have to really lean on the character development right and story arcs in each one but for the end, we have all of those, right? So the arcs are coming down. They're coming to their conclusion in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So there's, it's a completely, it's also a completely different type of movie, right? So I can't really compare Endgame to Iron Man in the same way because they're, com- they're, they're different. Yeah. Iron Man's coming up, Endgame's coming down. Yeah. It's like a, it's a different thing, but I I think, and uh, again, I will reassess after I watch it again tomorrow night, but I think that it's going to hold up for me as well as Iron Man did, not as well as Infinity War, obviously, because we're up, we're up at the top, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the peak. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would give, I would say out of all of them, you know, in the series, you know, if I go back and watch them again after seeing Infinity War, probably four or five, maybe, maybe. Nice. You know, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> so, this has been interesting. This has been a fun one. Wow, um, I'm at fifty eight percent on my on my computer. I yeah. started at 100. I'm so at sixty three. Yeah, oh, you got a better battery than me. What's up? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what uh? So, what are you recommending this week? Iron Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to do it right. Go back to it. The very beginning. And, uh, you know, there, there's a, at the very end, we talked about this before we started recording at the very end of all the credits, we don't get a, the, our normal, like little snippet of a movie that's coming next, uh, or anything uh, like we do in all the other films, but we get a couple of things. We get every character's signature, every actor's signature that, uh, um, has played all that role. And I think that that's like a, that's a little homage to, Star Trek. They did that at the end of all the Star Trek films. Oh, nice. Good if call. you remember that. Yeah. Um, so it's a little homage to that, that style, but it's a great way to send off all of our characters in this 
in this series, right? Because yes, there might be other Avengers movies and there might be other movies for all of these characters, but this is really it. It's like, the end of the first is, era. This was the of the first era. Yeah, this was the build, end of the build up from Iron Man, right? So yeah. everything after this will be a new arc, right? So we get that ending, but then also at the very end we get this king, 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 the, which harkens back to Iron Man when he's building his own suit yeah. uh, in the cave, right? That that clanking, and we also see him whenever he's whenever we see Tony Stark's signature it's not tony stark but it's it's robert downey jr we see his signature we see him in the background hitting the hitting the the suit like building his own suit so that's it's just but it we hear the clanking later like at the end of it so that's a little like a a period at at, or exclamation point whatever you want to call it at the end of this whole thing so that's a a beautiful thing as well so anyway great reco I want, I wish, uh, if we hadn't already covered Warrior, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Just because any movie that gives you an impossible situation, an impossible to choose path, A or B, who, where is my heart? Is it's Those are the best. And it's so hard to resolve those emotionally to perfection. And I think Warrior does that. So I can, it won't be an actual recommendation if you go to the site. I'm not going to put it in the, the show mm-hmm. notes, but... If you haven't seen it, you know, do that and go listen to our episode on that. It's episode yeah. three. But my reco is going to be Mozart in the Jungle. It's a oh, TV yeah. show on Amazon Prime. Okay. Excellent. And I think it ties in because it's an ensemble piece, a pun slightly intended by me. I think more intended by the creators of Mozart in the Jungle. Okay. <laughs> because it's about a symphony that plays in New York. It's the New York Symphony. <laughs> and you see a new eccentric director take over and uh, the journeys they go on. And I think it's just a beautiful story of uh, characters who are supporting each other, mm-hmm. which is you know what a symphony does, right? If anyone in the symphony is supporting everyone else around them yeah. in any band, any music, and that's what makes a harmony a harmony um, is you're all in it together. And I think Mozart in the Jungle does that in the same way that, uh, and in a different way that the Avengers do, because you know. And it's a TV show. Yeah, it's a TV cool. show. It's awesome. Absolutely excellent. Cool. Well, Very good. stay tuned next week. We're, we begin a, uh, a trio of episodes taking requests, and we start by doing Sideways. And I'm really excited. So watch I'm that. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and tune in next week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes. It really helps. Mean, uh, it means a lot to us whenever you, I read a review and I see what you have to say. Um, and it really just kind of helps boost us in the, the rankings. So whether you're on iTunes or Google, Android, Play Store, Happy Times, I don't know what it's called, but uh, <laughs> like review us wherever you can review us. And uh, if you want to leave us a note and respond and give us your thoughts on Avengers Endgame, you can do that on our website at thepestlepodcast.com slash Avengers Endgame. Um, and you have to make that sound when you type it in. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that your I like this quote for, is from Nietzsche. Thank you. This is, this is I mean, it's apropos. It's great. Uh, so we'll leave you with the quote of the day from Frederick Nietzsche. The end of a melody, it's not its goal, but nonetheless, had the melody not reached its end, it would not have reached its goal either. A parable. Wow. That's really that's, cool. Yeah, that's um it's it, it we talk about we've talked about this before but it really reminds me of um well first off let's just relate it to to Endgame yeah. in in the whole we didn't watch these movies just for Endgame. We watched these movies to be taken on a an an epic, you know, 10 12 year journey, but each one, you know, like 
taking us on a journey in, in itself. Endgame wasn't the end game, but without it, it wouldn't have been complete, right? I mean, it could have, though. Sure. And I would have been a sour note. It would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think it's a good way to look at it instead of sad that it's over, like happy we got it. Yeah. Right. But that reminds me of like those, those monks that spend years making the, these like sand art oh, uh, things. Yeah. And then when they're done, the moment they're done, they destroy them all. That's so cool. They just destroy it. And it, it's, it's unbelievable because it just reminds you that it's the journey, not the destination, but the destination is also what makes the journey, yeah. right? It's kind of like, it's not a journey without reaching a destination, right? It's like the future can affect the past. The present can affect the future. The past can affect the future. <laughs> like it all, it all weaves yeah. together, but without, without the idea of a future, you don't really capitalize on your present kind of thing. Totally. It's, it's to, it, yeah. Anyway, That's it's, a, a, really it's cool. a beautiful quote, man. What made you pick it? Yeah. I was just trying to think, because it's such a final movie, like you said, of of this whole Iron Man to now era, um, that I was just wanting to see what people had to say about the idea of endings itself. And when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, and it's from Nietzsche. And mm -hmm. I'd never thought of that, that whole idea. I'd never thought of the end of a melody is not its goal, but if it hadn't reached the end, it wouldn't have reached its goal either. Like you need both. Mm -hmm. You need an end as much as, you know, you need the melody. Yeah. Like it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can you sing a song again? You know, if it never reaches its conclusion, that's oh true. God. That's so cool. Then just get sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, this is a song. Never <laughs> ends. Sorry. I'll kill you. Oh God. But I'm sorry to all of us. Yeah. And I love that. I love just beautiful. that whole idea of Avengers was, even though I didn't love in game. I still love that, you know, it, it tied everything up and it brought us to a conclusion and allows me to see the complete picture of the story that they all wanted to tell. Even if I don't like the period at the end of their sentence, yeah, yeah. I still greatly love the sentence. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. So it was a period and you wanted an exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I get it. <laughs> I'm happy with the period. <laughs> Awesome. Man, this has been fun. Great times. Yeah. So as Wes said earlier, please review us, share us with your friends, uh, um, tell us what you want us to, to cover and we're, we'll, maybe we'll pick it one day. Um, but until next time, I'm Todd. I'm Wes. Go watch some movies. Mm -hmm.